You're listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audiocast. Bless the Word of God today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just give God one more round of applause, please? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, I got to um, I got to meet your pastor a long time ago, and I think the first time we met, I was chopping down wood with with our buddy Dave down there, and he was drenched in sweat. And one thing that I know about your pastor is he is willing to put in the hard work and the effort that's needed. And when he they started coming, they just fit in and used their skill. Um, that 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 they have had for so long, things that they've learned to better the church. Uh, and one of his skills is building. So yeah, they definitely used that up, what gobbled that up while they were were growing and building. But um, I do come with a word from God. I do believe, and um, and I title this this message the sick. It is it's an honor to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity. Um, and I, I do, I appreciate Pastor Warner and your family, um, and everybody that is here today, I appreciate you guys. Uh, but I title this sermon, this message, uh, whatever you call it, it's called the Sycamore Tree. God, we thank you for your presence in this house. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. We thank you for this church and this building and the freedom to worship your name. God, we thank you for everything in this world that you've allowed us to experience to this point. God, we just ask that today your will be done. Your your kingdom come in this place, God. We ask that you move in a mighty way, God. Use me today to speak your words. Open up the ears of this congregation to receive those words, God. We believe in your name we pray in your name in the name of Jesus amen so in Luke 19 and 4 and uh, the verse that I came across was and Jesus said unto him this day is salvation come to this house for so much as he is also a son of Abraham um, and, and and Jesus is speaking to Zacchaeus in this moment in time uh, cool thing is is this specific tree here and I did a lot of research uh, is what they say is the tree that Zacchaeus climbed that it, and is it has been dated back they say it's been dated back 2,000 years and what's cool about that is is sycamore trees don't last any more than 400 to 500 years so that that sucker's still going so to, you know if that is in fact the tree that Zacchaeus climbed God has kept his hand on that tree for 2,000 years. And so that, I thought that was pretty impressive why I'd, I did my research. But today, we're going to talk a little bit about Zacchaeus, but the story is not really about Zacchaeus. It's about the tree that he climbed, right? And, and Zacchaeus, he was a short man, and the Bible says that he was of little stature. He wasn't a very tall man. He wasn't a very broad man. He was a man of short stature. And we know he may not have been too strong because the Bible said he couldn't push his way through the crowd. And so in his mind, he, he came up with an idea, I need to go up because I can't go through, right? And so he started running around looking for a sycamore tree because he wanted to see Jesus. And, and most of the time when people talk about Zacchaeus, they talk about the faith that he had. He believed in something and he tried so hard. But, you know, we can really beat faith down really hard. But when you start analyzing this story, this story is about the tree. 
Zacchaeus was not very well liked. He was a tax collector. He was the chief of the tax collectors. The Bible says he was the chief publican uh, at the time. So, you know, tax collectors weren't like weren't very well liked back then because they were taking money that you didn't have, right? And a lot of them were greedy. They were dishonest. They didn't they didn't do it correctly. They didn't conduct business with with honesty and integrity. They were very much disliked. Now, imagine being the boss of the tax collectors. You were really disliked, right? Um, so nobody liked him. Zacchaeus is trying to go see Jesus. So Zacchaeus runs around the crowd, climbs a tree, and lo and behold, Jesus comes along, looks up, and says, hey, what are you doing up there? Come on down. You're feeding me tonight, right? I'm going to stay with you this evening. Um, and they did that, and then people didn't like him. They said, why are you hanging out with this sinner? Why are you hanging out with this guy? Nobody likes him. We got in this crowd to see you, and you picked the guy nobody likes. So people started murmuring. Jesus' intentions were not to save the already saved. Jesus never came back to, his disciples were lost. To everybody that he ministered to, that, that's who he was seeking. The Bible says he was seeking the lost when he was on this earth. So it is, it makes sense. Why, why not talk to Zacchaeus, right? All these people know about the miracles, may have seen them, but this guy. I'm seeking out a guy like this. But that upset everybody. Amazing how that works. You know, you, you talked about people worshiping the devil, um, and, and it's out there. I mean, the, the world's kind of on its death destruction spiral, it seems, right now. Every time you turn the news on, it's it's really bad. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I hear that, and I, I wonder, you know, if, if Jesus came to seek out the lost and the saved um why don't why are we not out there just as much you know why are we not the, the building is great we have to have a place to congregate come to and talk to jesus get the word and stuff like that but jesus never used a building right get out there Start preaching the word, seeking the lost, inviting people to church. And that's, that's really the only way we're going to combat, combat this movement of the devil. That's what it is. Jesus was here to save the, wasn't here to save the already saved. Jesus came to save the lost. And the Bible makes a point to say he came to seek out and save that which, which was lost. But for today, I don't want to focus on Zacchaeus. And there is a message in that story about faith. And, and I'm sure there's been a many other messages about that story. But today I want to talk about this sycamore tree. Really quickly, a sycamore tree grows at a rate of three to six feet uh, per year. It's one of the fastest growing shade trees. It's used for trade. As you can see, it gets big and it branches out, right? Uh, in the fall or spring are the best times to plant sycamore trees. A sycamore tree symbolizes strength, protection, eternity, and divinity, if you were wondering what its symbol is. Um, and after about 250 years, sycamore tree is not generally able to produce generally able to produce any more seeds. With that being said, this specific tree that um, 
Zacchaeus climbed had to be tall enough for him to climb, right? So three to six feet, even even if we took the six feet, I don't think that's a tall enough tree to get you above what the crowd's doing. Because when you think of a crowd and you're trying to go up, you need to see across the crowd and over. So you really need to kind of go up. So we're going to say this tree, for all intents and purposes, was two years old. We're going to say it was 12 feet because that's easy math for me and my wife's not here, right? Um, so we're going to say, I, I don't know how tall this tree was, but we're going to say it was 12 feet. So it was two years old. And I started thinking about this tree. And, and you know, even if it grew at a rate of three year, three feet, maybe it was three years old. I don't know. But at some point, a seed had to fall in this spot for this specific time. This tree had to grow for a period of time, not be bothered, not be killed, not be chopped down, not mowed around it. You know, it had to, there was an anointing that was happening in a spot. Because Jesus was going to come across this spot at some point, And some was going to be in this tree. Right? Can, can we believe that today? This sycamore tree was placed there for a purpose. And as far as we know, this sycamore tree, this specific one, was only used for one reason in the Bible. But it was placed there. That seed fell there. I also believe that God does everything for a reason. I believe in the Bible. I believe in what the Bible says. I believe that God knows all things. God is omniscient and that God created the heaven and the earth. I also believe that God does everything or allows things to happen with an attention and a reason. That's how I get through my weeks. Uh, you know, Pastor, talking to you, you've had a rough week. The last two weeks of my life culminated in me in tears last night. Uh, it has been a very tough couple of weeks. And 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 I just broke last night. Uh, and I don't mind sharing that. Sometimes we got to have that experience. Sometimes we got to break. Sometimes we have to cry. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not any less of a man or a woman if you cry and you have the snot running down the face as long as the intention is towards God and you understand that God is doing something with this. I believe that all things work together for his glory and good. Pastor, when I shook your hand at that picnic, it was about a month ago, and we had some great food. Those of you guys that were there, um, it was it was it was a pretty awesome experience. And then, forty years, I think it was that church has been there, um, and I bring that up for a reason because forty years ago, God planted a sycamore tree, right? That church was planted for a purpose, and while there are many purposes for that church, and it served its a many great deal of purposes in that community, I believe that you guys were led to that church that was planted four years ago. When I shook your hand at the picnic about a month ago, this tree popped in my head almost instantly. And I, you know, I'm shaking this guy's hand, and I'm thinking about a tree. You know, it's, it was kind of awkward at the moment. But uh, as I started walking away, God started dealing me over time, and we finally set a date for me to come to speak. And, and then God really dealt with me over the last week about this tree. It's a tree. You know, we usually take them for granted. They're, they, they help our atmosphere and environment, and, and we look at them all. You know, driving here today, I had to drop my brother off at the airport, but we drove from Hilton Head to Savannah Airport, and you go through the marsh, and I said, you know, I really think Georgia is a beautiful country. 
Look at all these trees. You look at this marshland. Look at this water, the greenery against the blue. Man, you can't beat some of the views that you guys have. But this tree, man, this tree, when I realized I was, what I realized during this story was that this specific sycamore tree seed landed in the specific spot to be used at this specific time so that Jesus would pass by this tree at this specific moment. A lot of specifics. A lot of things had to line up. Right? A lot of things that God had to orchestrate to make this work out. But why? Why do all this? And then you find in Luke 19 and 4, Jesus talking to Zacchaeus for his salvation, for his family's salvation. So this tree was set there so some dude could climb it so that Jesus could save him. That whole story summed up in a second, right? Uh, we can go home, let's go eat, right? No, uh, but I'm just saying, everything that God does is for a purpose, and while we may not understand it, and we may not fully know what God is doing, in this instant, God was trying to save an entire household. So I started thinking about some of the disciples and the people that followed Jesus. And what you realize is that Jesus quickly fixed their problems so that they could follow him. Mary Magdalene, we find in, the, in the, one of the next slides, we find that Mary Magdalene was uh, possessed by seven evil spirits, demons. Somebody had to cast them out, right, for her to follow the Lord, right? So Jesus dealt with that issue, and she followed him. And I think it was from the beginning to the end of his ministry, not just to his death, but beyond that to his resurrection. She continued to follow him, and she had a testimony that nobody could touch. It was only God that could do it, and she could be used by God. But Jesus and Mary had a collision point in life at some point for this happen. When you look at Simon, he was obviously not a very good fisher at the time that he met Jesus because they had toiled all night. They hadn't caught a single fish. And he'd been out there all night. Something was going on in his life to send them. I mean, I only go fishing when I need to get away from things, right? Uh, and so something was going on in his life, and then he saw Jesus. Jesus got on a boat. Jesus preached a message to tell him, hey, throw this in the deep end. Well, Jesus, I haven't caught anything all night. How is it going to change in the morning? Right? I don't get this. I don't fully understand this. But for some reason, Jesus chose that point to preach, right, at a position where Simon and his buddies can see him. So when they came in, Jesus hopped on the boat, pushed it off, preached it. It was all orchestrated by God. And when he did it, God filled his nets. God took care of his problem. You know, look, you may not be a very good fisherman, but I am. I made the fish. I could talk to the fish. I could talk to this ocean. Now that you've had the, the, the fishing trip of your lifetime, follow me. That's basically what happened, right? Jesus took care of problems, and those people ended up following him. And sometimes those people that saw Jesus took care of problems, those are the ones that follow him, right? I can go on and on about all of what Jesus did, but the reality is in just these few examples, Jesus had a purpose for everything he did. The intention was to win the soul. That's it. And when you go back to Genesis, you find 
God creates everything, but he only puts a soul in man. And woman, sorry, you know, if you want to be particular. But uh, he only puts a soul in the human body. Right? So Jesus' only purpose was to save that soul from eternal damnation. Right? And I've said this before. When Jesus does come back, he's coming back for his people. The rapture is for you and me. Right? And we have to be ready. We're not going to see the warning. We're not going to see him coming down. Oh, put this down. I'm done with this. It's going to happen in the blink of an eye. So you really don't know how much time you have for him to come back. But if we go in the rapture, we're going to come down with Jesus and save his people. There's always a purpose. There's always an intention of God. All throughout the Bible, God does things with a specific intention and a specific purpose. And I say all this to say, let me pull up my notes. I don't want to get this wrong. I give these examples because I've come here to say this. Make no mistake about it, Pastor. God did not place a burden on your wife's, and I'm telling the congregation this for a reason. God did not place a burden for your wife to pray and seek his face for nothing other than a specific intention of God. God did not burden your wife to pray for you other than God's intentional will in your life. And because she answered that, that got you to come to church to the sycamore tree that was in Life, U, Life UPC in Hinesville, which in turn has allowed you to become a pastor, which is God's will in your life. With that being said, if they didn't answer and climb their sycamore tree, nobody would have been here at Richmond Hill at this time, in this moment in time, during all the chaos in the world on a Sunday morning, we can come together and we can put a, together a Sunday service in Richmond Hill because there was somebody that climbed that sycamore tree. And I love my wife. She does a lot. Um, and it's because of her that I stand before you too. Um, so it, it, these, this family is very close to my heart. Let me break this down just a little bit further. The building that you're in, this building was built many years ago and probably used for a variety of things. It still is being, it's one big building, it's got a bunch of storefronts. But just like that sycamore tree that was climbed 2,000 years ago, just like the moment Mary was delivered from the evil spirits, and just like Simon was in the correct spot, having not caught fish all night, this building has been repurposed for the purpose of God. And I believe that this building is being used as God intended it to be used. This building was, I don't know, this building looks kind of, I don't know, 15, 20, maybe 30 years old. It may be older. 50? 40 years old this building was built. And there's a church in it now. Do you not think that if God is omniscient, he knew what was going to happen to this side of the building? Can you not believe that maybe possibly building? Going in now, you might end up now. I'm not saying that in prophetic word because I didn't feel that. But if you can just believe a little bit that God has a purpose for this church, has has something in line for this church, and you may not understand it and you may not know it, but you can believe in it. Anything is possible. So years ago, I came to terms with the way my life was before I met my wife. And I can tell you I was a mess. I was in debt, smoked a lot of cigarettes, uh, did a lot of drugs, uh, liar, cheater, thief. I mean, you name it, that's me or was me. 
Um, but then God, God had a plan. My wife got the Holy Ghost. I think she was eight or nine. And I believe my wife and I were on a collision course. And while I don't believe God predestines anything, he does set some things up. And you have a choice whether you choose to do what God wants you to do or you choose to go the other way. And in time, everybody will have to make that decision. But in this specific instant, my wife got the Holy Ghost, and I believe we were, we were set on a collision course to meet each other. And so at one point in my life, I, you know, I well, I kind of like this girl. She's pretty cool. She can sing. We're going to be rich. You know? Uh, but she she was good, and she, she can play the piano. I appreciate y'all. I didn't tell you. Laura's been at a woman's conference deal for like three days, so she's pretty tired, and they got she got to put church together in Sunday school, so she is uh, she's pretty busy right now. But um, my wife and I, when we met, I was a mess, but she saw something in me. God saw something in me. going to be an answer to call to God yes or an answer to God no um, I knew what I was getting myself into um, and I knew the way she thought and the way she she her faith and what she believed and I remember one time she was coming to visit us me I was living in Virginia she was living in South Carolina and I said well I go to a church we can just go to my church what church you go to and I told her she's like that's not the same church not the same thing little did I know it wasn't the same thing but I chose to marry my wife, not necessarily based on her faithfulness, but I realized something was different about her. Something about her was we were going to do something great together. I love her, and I, can't, I thought she was the most beautiful being on this earth. Sorry, you other wives, but she is the most beautiful being on this earth. But I, and so I chose to go ahead and answer God's call, which is what that was. And I married my wife, and we've done great things. And a lot of people we've talked to said, your ministry is going to be great. As long as we understand that God's got it and we do what God wants us to do, our ministry will be great in whatever we do. Because I believe that on that day, salvation came to me. I don't, it was the only way. And, and when you look back at who I was, I don't think anybody but a woman was going to win me over. You know, that was a mess. So this message was given in full to me last week. Um, I say all this to bring this down to the individual level. If Pastor and his family had their sycamore tree, then what is yours? You're in a building that was intentionally repurposed by the man of God that was driven by God's call on his life. Make no mistake about it. It is not a coincidence of events that led you to being in this building today. But this church is a Holy Ghost-filled apostolic church. We believe in Acts 2.38. And it doesn't stop there. When you quote Acts 2.38, you need to be quoting Acts 2.39 too. Because it tells you who it's for. We also believe that there was not a point after that moment in our Bible that tells us there is any other way by which you must be saved. Acts 
There it goes. It says, Then Peter said unto them, and be baptized, every one of you. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But this promise, that's great. They got it then, right? But the Bible tells us this promise is for the generations to come. This promise is unto you, children, and to all that are far off, even as many of the Lord God shall call. And God is calling you today. Shortly before this message, Holy Ghost was preached, we find in Acts 2, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. So how do I know I got the Holy Ghost? Well, they did it before this moment. And they spoke in other tongues because the Spirit is what gave them utterance. That's how we know in Acts 3 we find Peter and John headed to prayer doing what they normally do. They were full of the Holy Ghost at this point. They were just doing what was normal. I'm going to prayer. This is what I do every day. And they met a man, a lame man, a beggar. And, and, and instead of, and I'm telling you right now, if you, I don't know, the Bible is always giving information. You never know the whole Bible, right? And God gives revelations when he deems the revelations to do. You can read it from front to back, quote the scripture, but sometimes there's a revelation that needs to come to it. You know, and, and, and I talk about the book of Revelations. A lot of people like to point to things that happen in this world. Uh, this is a sign of the end time. And it, 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 you eventually wash that down and people stop to believe. So I, I, I wait to choose when God gives me the revelations. That's when I will speak about it. I understand the scripture. I've read the scripture. But until I fully understand what's going on in the book of Revelations, it might be best that I not turn people off with what my interpretation is, right? But this interpretation of Acts 2.38 and 2.39 is pretty clear. And what happens afterwards is pretty clear. These two are walking upstairs. They were going to prayer. And they found a lame man. And they said, well, look, I don't have any money to give you. I have nothing. I don't have silver. I don't have gold. But I do know Jesus. I, I do know that there's a Holy Ghost for you. And we can heal you right now in the name of Jesus if you would like. And they said, rise up. And every, every healing that happened in the Bible, it wasn't necessarily someone doing this long drawn out. Jesus usually just spoke to the problem. Hey, rise up. Flee. Be healed. See. You know, go do this. Pick up your bed. It was never God. You never, you never read about Jesus going, well, holy thou art thy Lord, the God Almighty. We need a healing in this place. He just spoke to the issue. Well, guess who learned that? His followers. And they just spoke to the issue. Look, I don't have anything. But I do have something inside me that I can share with you. And that was that man's sycamore tree. That guy could have said, well, I don't believe you can do it. I Just give me what you got. I'll go down the road, buy my food, and I'll never bother you again. That guy decided to get up and walk. He climbed his sycamore tree. And whatever happened to him, he probably went and told people. I know I watched some videos of the way they, people interpret what happened after. And a lot of these lame men that were, were messed up or broke, you know, I can walk. You don't think he didn't walk down the streets? I can walk. I, can, I got what I need, you know. He didn't, you don't think he went out and told people? I climbed my sycamore tree. 
And Jesus was there. He came by. So for bringing it down to the personal level, your sycamore tree is here today. It's at this altar. It's been, I have felt God moving in this place since the time, the moment that I walked in. And I've had to kind of contain myself. Because when I get to praying and God gets to doing something in me, sometimes I just can't stop. God's doing something. But God is in this place today. And he is at this altar today. And if you think about everything that happened in the Bible, through Jesus walking this earth, he was performing a miracle. Then he was hung on a cross and he still performed a miracle. He resurrected. But during his time on this earth, Jesus walked around and he fixed people's problems to minister to them. And they had a choice. Simon could have said, nope. This sycamore tree ain't for me. There's no way. I'm going to be catching fish if you knew the night that I had. Hey, if you knew the last two weeks of my life, there's no way Brandon would be here preaching to you. If I could tell you, if I had the time to tell you what the last two weeks of my life have been like. But I'm here. I climbed a sycamore tree a long time ago. I know God does all things to work together for his good and I know that the Holy Ghost is inside of me and whatever the world can do to me it can't take that away from me when Jesus died on that cross something was released into this earth and I say this a lot and, 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 and what I mean by something something so powerful that can cause earthquakes and split mantles was released into this earth and then in the upper room, they got to experience what that was. And that was the Holy Ghost. And they tell, say you get power with the Holy Ghost. But you have to climb the sycamore tree to get it. You have to lay down everything in your life. I don't care how sick you are. I don't care how much pain you're in your life. I don't care what's going on in your life. But God does. And God just wants you to climb something. God just wants you to make a move towards him. That's all Zacchaeus did. He knew how to climb a tree. He found the tree and he went up. I need to see this guy. My house needs to be saved. Nobody liked him. But Jesus did. Jesus taught his disciples, and they did. Jesus, you know, and that's been passed down generations through generations through the Bible, and I believe in the Bible, in everything that the Bible says, the good and the bad. And yes, you, you, there are people being persecuted for, for believing in Jesus. That's the bad. But the good is, is they're going to heaven. Right? And eternity's a long time. You think you're 80 years of life on this earth? You, you think that's a long time? Spend eternity somewhere. So today your sycamore tree is, is at this altar. And I'm closing. I don't, if you guys want to play some music or what you, however you'd like to do it. For most of all, for most, if not all, I've met some of you. Um, there's new people in here from the last time I've been, so that's good. Right? Church is growing. Um, I have no idea what's going on in your life. I don't. I've spoken to a few of you. Um, 
But what I do know, I don't have any silver or gold. I promise you, I don't have a lot of money. Um, uh, but I do have the Holy Ghost. And I've healed people. I've laid my hands on my wife. I've healed. I've said, in Jesus' name, your headache gone across the room to my wife, and her headache gone like that. If you all know my wife much, she'll get these bad migraines because of the back of her neck. While God won't necessarily fix what's here right now, I don't know why. But I tell you, he's used it to build my faith. Because I chose to climb that sycamore tree about a year ago. So my wife and I have been married 16 years. It took me 15 of those years to actually answer this call. So I don't recommend you wait that long. We may not have 15 years. But <laughs> I tell you, when I did answer it, God put me in my place where I was supposed to be doing what I was supposed to be doing. When I climbed that sycamore tree and he came around and said, come here, I, I got a I plan for you, but I, I need to get your heart right a little bit and I need to start working on some of your internal issues. I need to fix those first, but then I'm going to release you into this world and you're going to preach and you're going to teach and you're going to seek out the lost and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And all I could say was, okay, okay. All I could do because the power was so strong, my body didn't know how to react to it. Tears started flowing down my eyes and I said, God, I'm just sorry for everything I did. Use me the way you want me to be used. Let me speak your words from here on out. And God did it. I do know now more than ever that it is not a coincidence that you are here today. And I am here to let you know that your sycamore tree is right here and it is right now. And Jesus has been walking through this building. His spirit is in this building. And he's seeking somebody in this building. And it's time for you to rise up. Make your way to this altar. And climb your sycamore tree. Because your day of salvation has come. Your healing has come. And only God can do it. And when he does it, you're going to know that it was only God that can do it. But it's only going to happen at this altar. You've got to make a move to this altar. You've got to get up. You've got to climb your tree. And you've got to come here and follow Acts 2 and 38. Repent. Be baptized. In the name of Jesus for the remission of all sins. And you will be healed with the, you will be filled with the power. Power of the Holy Ghost, and which time God wants to do a healing in your body. Oh, hallelujah, 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 God. We love you today, God. We open this altar to whoever would like to meet Jesus. If it's been a while, here's the place. If it's been a while that you got, you've been filled with the Holy Ghost again. Thank you for listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audio Cast. 